Welcome back to episode You Know What on the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. And this week, I'm joined by my wonderful guest once again, Erin. So, brother, stop calling Aaron. me a guest. I'm the host. What the fuck is wrong with me? As the subordinate in this uh, situation, how has your weekend been? Uh, my weekend has been stressful as hell. Um, mm. Not been having like a good that. week. I like, you that. know, just the usual uh, slow march in and descent into death. Uh, mm. How's your weekend been? Misery, yeah. I like that. Now, my weekend was wonderful. Absolute opposite of what your weekend was. And I'm glad to hear your weekend was like that. Yeah, it pains so, me that your weekend was good. I hope you have a horrible weekend next week. Mm, yeah, mm, mm, let's see, let's see. But um, yeah, I get, and I hope that our listeners have had a wonderful week as well. Um, but can you believe it? It's already, we're already a quarter of the way through the year. We're almost there. It's, it's March now. And it's like, for me, that flew by completely. <laughs> I can't. I, I, really couldn't keep count and um yeah hopefully you have your easter bunny ready and your eggs have already been bought as christmas is around the corner so let's get back to uh to the main chat and um maybe you know it's one of those topics which we don't want to overdo but um since it's such a big thing happening in europe right now uh, we're going to speak about the ukraine situation um obviously it's um it's developed quite a bit uh, I think from the last time we spoke about it, it was clearly uh, a war was basically announced, uh, invasion started. Um, but through the development of this week, they've been able to push and fighting has intensified, which has also caused, of course, a lot of civilians to basically flee the country um, away from death and you know despair to neighboring European countries such as Poland and uh, France. Um, even in the UK, they're starting to discuss whether to, you know, rescind the visa requirements for Ukrainian citizens to enter the Ukraine, uh, enter the UK, um, which I think is a good thing, and this is what should be done, because um, honestly, people suffering, especially children and you know innocent civilians that really don't have any say in it, like it's a no-brainer, uh, seeing how their neighbours as well. Um, but for me, the part I want to touch on, uh, given that spiel at the start, is the um, the kind of, I'll just put it out straight right as we do in the podcast, uh, the hypocrisy that this has kind of exposed when it comes to the political sentiment towards refugees. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that our listeners are aware that there's been, uh, you know, multiple big news channels and uh, very prominent politicians essentially citing race as a reason why uh, they should be entering uh, without any problem. Yeah, uh, I think there was one specific Ukrainian politician which uh, uh, just outright said, oh, you know, because they have blonde, <laughs> blonde hair and blue eyes, you know, we should take them in and insinuating that, you know, that he was pointing at the, um, let's say, the refugee crisis in Syria and, you know, people that look different to him as is a big topic in Europe. Erin, how did that make you feel? Because I'm sure you've heard that. When you first saw it, like, were you perplexed? Because I didn't see it coming. When I saw that video clip, I was like, oh, wow, he actually took it there. Do you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> there was no need to take it there. Like, everyone is, is agreeing that Ukrainians should be saved. You know, there's no one sitting there thinking, oh, you know, oh, they shouldn't be saved because they have blonde hair, blue, uh, blue eyes. For me, it just hit me in the face. Like, that, why is that even a speaking point? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... You know, the thing with war is 
often, you know, the, the mask that's put onto people's faces in especially European countries about, oh, we care about everyone equally, we're so progressive, that mask slips in a time of war because you don't have the luxury of um, pretense. You, you just have to be outright with how you feel. And they've been very much, you know, open, as you said, and honest with how they view um, European migrants as, you know, opposed to, let's say, Middle Eastern um, refugees. Uh, so I believe the requirements for the UK have been, you know, basically lifted if you're from the Ukraine, for the UK have been lifted if you're from the Ukraine. Um, so they're saying you can stay up to three years mm. with no requirements whatsoever. And it does make me think about all the Daily Mail articles, front page, talking about how, you know, there's about four, four million refugees, like rats are going to descend upon us. And, uh, you know, the real, real dehumanization of it all. Uh, and, you know, you remember, if you remember, I, I don't know, but uh, a kid washed up on shore in Turkey. If you, if you oh, yes, that yes. picture, Alan Kurdi. And, yep, yep. you know, it, that is a direct result of especially European countries treating you know these people who are having to migrate to other countries as almost i mean uh, yeah you know shooting down boats in the channel and stuff like that um Mm. so that's a direct result of that yeah what's her name um the the british politician uh that lady pretty patel who said who was basically trying to make it legal to push them back into the ocean (laughs) yeah push them back into the ocean people who are you know of minority background in this country who are here legally who were born here with british citizenships she wanted to strip them of their citizenships even if they didn't have citizenships anywhere else um you know if they committed even the most minor of crimes so you know when you look at somebody like her who's pushing for all of this and then Mm. at the same in the same breath you're saying that oh well we'll accept any uh ukrainian refugee for me, I agree that, yeah, we do need to help these people. But my my thing is also this, stay consistent. If you're telling me that you have an issue with people coming from outside, that it's not to do with race. It's because, oh, they're going to take jobs and they're going to take that. Well, what are these Ukrainians going to do? If that's the case, fine, let's keep the same energy. I don't want them either. That's mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Either we accept everyone or we don't accept anyone. What does that mean? You know, and the whole debate, as you said, around... Uh, you know, the, the callous way and the, the way that they haven't even tried to hide it in the media where they just go, oh, these aren't people fleeing from these uncivilized countries. These are civilized Europeans. Well, it's mm. like these civilized Europeans have been going over to those so-called uncivilized nations and destabilizing them and causing those people to have to migrate anyway. So none of that mm. is being paid into account. It's all just a bunch of bullshit. They're sitting around talking about, oh, yeah, as you said, they're blonde with blue eyes. Uh, well, my friend, there's blonde-haired uh, and blue-eyed children in uh, the Middle East as well who you were yeah. bombing off the face of the earth. Uh, I well, remember uh, the New York Times front page saying that it was a brutal but necessary war, the one in uh, Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put a picture of a child who just, you know, ba- barely got an hour of a bombing. And with the mm-hmm. Ukraine situation, they've just put a massive Ukrainian flag saying we want peace. Is that not a necessary war now when it's not in your interests? I mean, there was... Uh... There was an image shared of a you know this blonde girl basically confronting a, so- a soldier, and it was claiming that it was um, a Ukrainian girl uh, just from the fact that she was blonde. But actually, it was taken from a Palestinian woman uh, who who a was Palestinian actually quite child who was actually child, yeah, yeah, imprisoned, I believe, for quite imprisoned, yeah, 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 a child. Think about it. Yeah, who confronted a soldier, and this would never get shown in that context at all, um, and. Uh, we talk about blonde blue eyes. I think it's deeper than that. 
because when you you know wars has, have happened in Europe before where people have not cared that much and we point straight to Bosnia um you know when the genocide basically was taking place it took a very long time for Europeans to react even then they were not really seen as Europeans even though they are blonde blue eyes you know they they are ethnically european but um it's it's all about xenophobia isn't it like religiously there were muslims at that point so <clears throat> it's it's funny how it has to fit a very strict criteria for you to be able to uh, receive uh, public sympathy. And, um, you know, uh, the question is, you know, the, 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 there's always talk about assimilation of people in Europe. There's always this conversation about people are not integrating, people are not assimilating. But when you see, imagine, put yourself in someone's shoes that, that receives these, this kind of information where you're not even supposed to be here in the first place, but even if you are here now, you're not even integrating properly. And then you see people, you know, uh, blatantly being racist and saying that, oh, you're you're not human enough for us to care, basically. <laughs> like, uh, does that help with integration in Europe? I mean, OK, let's let's look at this from multiple angles. Right. So on CBS News, a foreign correspondent stated, with all due respect, this isn't a place like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflicts raging for decades. This is a relatively civilized, relatively European city where you wouldn't expect this. On Al Jazeera, the anchor said, what's compelling is that these are prosperous middle class people. These are not refugees trying to get away from the Middle East or North Africa. They live like any European family that you would, you would live next, next door to. The emphasis on the Europeanness of those suffering in Ukraine has prompted many to highlight the alleged racism and relative apathy in the global response to war and regular military action in the global south where victims mm. are not bl blue-eyed or blonde. Um, so that's basically an article by India Today. Um, it's, it's, you know, as you said, it's always a case of, oh, well, you know, the Europeans, they'll be able to assimilate because, you know, they're middle-class European people. But, you know, the middle class existed in Afghanistan, it existed in the Middle East, it existed in North Africa. Mm. You know, just because somebody's cultural way of living is different from yours, does that automatically mean that their life has less value? And, and it's very interesting that you mentioned mm -hmm. the, the blonde girl in Palestine because, you know, all of this bullshit, you know, this stupid stuff that we especially love to do in Britain in particular, where, for example, I think it was Sainsbury's. They said they are going to change their chicken Kiev to chicken Kiev, like spelled like, you know, Kiev, the city. Right, 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 yeah. Like these stupid platitudes that they do, all these like extra shit that they do, and they can everyone's mm. coming out to condemn Putin. Everyone's coming out to say, "Oh, we support you know our Ukrainian buddies." Well, how about where's that energy with regards to Israel and their actions in in Palestine? What about mm. what about the actions of, um, for example, any of these like Saudi in Yemen? Yeah, on Yemen, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, where is the energy there? It's all mm -hmm. fake, false. It makes me sick. It's bullshit. Yeah, you know, keep the shit. same energy. There is the same energy just isn't there. And at the same time, you know, we talked about last week, or I think we did, uh, you know, p things like Google Pay and all of this, they, they stopped it from working within uh, Russia. Mm -hmm. So what you've got is regular people who might be against uh, what's happening with the Russian army now being punished and kind of almost being forced to overthrow their government. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's your sympathy towards regular Russians? It's not like every Russian agrees with this war. I'd say a large percentage of Russians don't agree with this war, but they're also yeah. being punished now. So realistically, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
this this rhetoric that the West is the good guy is re- it does really make me sick. If I'm being honest with you, like like what what's funny is that people are only seeing it now. Um, you know, I've had conversation with some friends, and this topic comes up, and it's like, oh, you know, this is horrible. But like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it took to this point uh, where people brother, are saying it you, outright. If you are only seeing it now. Your head was in the sand for years because what have, what have, what has every minority been telling you for for the last 20, 30, 40 years? Mm. You know, and you see, for example, in the Ukraine, you had students there that were of African descent who were trying to get onto the trains to actually escape the country. And uh, they weren't letting them on. They were saying, nope, you're, you're African, you can't get on. Uh, first, crazy, you put yeah. the blonde, blonde hair, blue-eyed people. You and know, it, it, you're talking yeah. students here. There is no justification. I mean, let's say for a second you said, all right, if someone has a criminal record, we're just going to leave them in Ukraine. Let's say that was a justifiable you know, mm. course of action. What is your justification for these people? What is there that separates them from the other other Ukrainians in the country? It's just race. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we did have again. I can't remember if we reported this, but last week we were, um, maybe we talked about this. There's a faction of the Ukraine army that were putting pig lard onto their bullets because they know that there is a large population of Muslim Russians, and they might be uh, in the Russian army. So their whole thing was if you they get shot by a bullet with uh, pork on it or lard from a mm. pig on it that they wouldn't get into, you know, heaven. Uh, and, you know, this is a very super right-wing group. So when uh, Putin says he wants to denazify or go for a denazification of Ukraine, um, while initially Zelensky was like, well, I'm Jewish, what are you talking about? I hear that. Mm. I, I agree. I do think that Putin's kind of talking out of his ass. But at the same time, they need to address the, the far-right movements within their country that are just literally so happy and ecstatic that this war is taking place, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what? What was interesting about the difference between so uh, the Chechen thing is actually very interesting because um, Russia had an extensive war with uh, that region in Chechnya, and um, <clears throat> what was it? What was interesting about it is that now he's using uh, you know Chechen soldiers, so like Muslim soldiers that are ethnically Russian uh, during this war. And I don't know if you focused. So I follow our um, Russian Today just uh, as one of my set of news uh, channels and uh, they Putin has focused a lot on this topic of race and I think he's very aware uh, like acutely aware that Europe has a let's say a split in its society when it comes to uh, race and culture <clears throat> in which I don't think Russia has the same actual split um, yes they went through an extensive war but it wasn't a war of uh, different cultures or a war of religion per se it was a, a war of politics and power um, and it's quite outright because in the end he also uh, basically installed a uh, Chechen Muslim leader uh, that was just basically a pro-Russian essentially um, and it seems like they have a place in the society and what Putin's <laughs> contrasting clearly is that look you know you call me this you call me that but um, we're clearly more integrated than you will ever be. Uh, we're clearly more accepting than I mean, you will ever Putin be. has previously come out and given statements and, you know, press briefings where he said that he wants to bring Muslim theology into the norm within the classrooms because he, mm. he believes that Islam has played a big role in Russian history and mm. following the, you know, Bolshevik revolution and all of that, um, obviously most religious things were kind of banned in communist uh, communist russia but he was talking about how he wants to kind of bring back all of the theology behind the islam or whatever in 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 education education system so you know again you're seeing 
there's like there's a there's a definite propaganda war going on. We did discuss this the first time we mentioned this topic. There's mm. going to be a lot of propaganda from both sides coming in. For um, sure, yeah. But yeah, I think like you know, it's clear as daylight. So we can discuss whether or not you know Russia is integrated more, integrated less. We can dis- we can discuss a whole bunch of things. But what we know for sure is that there is a definite hypocrisy in the response to you know blonde blonde blue eyed migrants in comparison to you know as we mentioned the African students that are in Ukraine, the the people being shot down in their boats on the way to England across the Channel, the the way the North Africans have been treated uh, while they're trying to get into European countries like Spain. Uh, and, you know, you think you're responsible for, I, I almost feel like Europe, when they're responsible for the war and they're responsible for the migration, they don't want those people. But when of it's course. Russia, just to win points and just because those are, you know, quote unquote, civilized people from Europe, then they'll let them in. Mm-hmm. And somebody like Priti Patel, I mean, honestly, I just, every day this woman finds a new way to make me feel sick and nauseous. It's like, mm. for God's sakes, man, like, are you not? Like I don't want to really take it to down that path, but she's you know, not self-aware. You're not self-aware at all. Like, mm. what are you doing? Like, I don't get it. You're you're so anti-immigration when your parents got here through immigration as well, but you're so willing to back a plan that allows anyone to enter for three years. Mm. Like what? Based are on what? Like, at, yeah. yeah, based on what? They're, they're what not is even the European. Between these migrants and between the migrants from the Middle East. It's a racial thing. Fine, let's say that for whatever reason then that you're thinking that's okay. Your parents wouldn't come into this country under the scheme that you've put down. Where is the self-awareness here? Like, I'm not... Who do you think you are? Have you never looked in a mirror? Mm-mm. The, the people are that. Like, it blows my mind up. I, I don't understand where she's developed this. Because there's a complex, isn't it? <laughs> like... Oh, absolutely. There's definitely something yeah. weird going on there. I don't understand what, but there's something strange happening in that woman's mind. Like very strange. And and to be honest, I've seen it in people before that, um, how do I put it? They kind of overcompensate to fit in because um, they don't feel like they're part of the, the norm. So they, you know, they, they act outright. And um, this is just me doing a character analysis on her and just looking at her personality and what she's committed to. It's very, very odd. And I've I've seen this behavior before in other people where, again, due to wanting to fit in to a certain culture or race, you know, they just completely act out um, uh, and kind of throw their own people down the river as well. Do you know what I mean? Like openly racist to themselves is weird. And she seems to fit that kind of archetype. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. You, you know what it is, Heron? Like, if if the media and if society was truthful about the conversation, I'd handle it better. Do you know what I mean? If they said something along the lines of like the conversation was that look, they're uh, culturally closer to us, um, and in our society, we're finding it we find it easier to have these people assimilate than people from um, let's say other countries. There's something I can you know play with in my mind, and I, I can negotiate with that in terms of like conversation, but. It's not even that. That's that's the worst part. Is the fact that they just look the same. Is the fact that they're just white. That is that is that is the argument. And it's like what the, what which the is which is insane mean? to me. Which is insane to me because you know how similar is Ukrainian culture to British culture? How similar is Ukrainian culture to Spanish culture? It's not oh, really it's more similar you know to I mean? Russian culture. 
about yeah, that? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Ukrainians are probably more similar to Russians than they are to Brits. But like, you know, you can't even make the assimilation argument there. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. uh, th- there is no there is no meat to this argument. Mm. There literally none other than, oh, yeah, they, you know. Which, again, like, is that not like a super far-right fascistic way of looking at the world where you're like, oh, this guy's a pale-skinned, you know, individual, and so I'm going to, that person I'm going to allow in. Is that mm-hmm. not like a white supremacist notion to have? Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I, the way the media and everything have handled this has made me kind of be like, you know what? Do whatever you do, man. I, I, I'm not really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, it was once they were, you know, not allowing people to leave due to their color of skin or helping them leave. Even though they pay tuition fee, they probably have visas. You know, they invested in this country. They just, you know, they, they just they're treating were denied. People, they, they're treating, basically, let's say it as is, they're treating black people as second-class citizens in Ukraine. 100%, bro. They're not allowing them to leave a dangerous situation, which has nothing to do with them. Bear in mind, these are people that are come from other con- countries, as you said, on student visas, mm. and they're just not letting them leave. <laughs> like, they're not letting them leave a country where the, the war has nothing to do with them whatsoever. They just want to get back home. You know, they, they yeah. have a home to get back to. They're not, like, migrating somewhere else. They, they just want to get back home. They're not letting them do it. And, you know, after seeing that, my, my sympathy... I was done. I'll be honest, yeah. Is, ...is over. I'll be honest with you, yeah. Like, like, just to be honest with the podcast, like, my raw emotion when it comes to that is just go and fight it off, man. Like, why, why should I care now? Because it's yeah, that, well, yeah, why like, should I? I mean, I'm not going to shed a tear over somebody who clearly wouldn't shed a tear over me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, oh, I'm going to lose sleep over a racist. Like, obviously, the society... We hope that look, look we're, we're, you know, I'm isn't. not making a generalization here of everyone. I'm just making a generalization of the people who are in charge, who are controlling all of this. Mm. Clearly don't give a flying fuck about anyone who's a minority. And look, I wish them the best. Obviously, we've said multiple times on here, we're against the war. We are mm. against it. Obviously, we would prefer if there was peace. But at the same time, it's like, how much sleep am I going to lose over this when I can see time and time again? That, you know, for example, my life doesn't matter as much as the life of a, of a European. I'm not going to, if that's the case, then cool. I'm not going to get involved in European affairs. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean as assimilation. You know, like, uh, there's, again, just to come back to it, there's always a conversation topic in the news in society about migrants or immigrants, what you want to call us, like assimilating and integrating into society. But how do you expect people to do that in a healthy way when they are confronted with oxymorons? day to day brother you and i I have been told back to told to go back home how many times your name is steve and we were Mm. born in this country like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) do you know know what i mean like that's the thing you know the idea of oh it's because you don't assimilate is bullshit because even though people have assimilated they were born here Mm. we're still being told to go back home and we're we're white (laughs) do you know what i mean Mm. yeah yeah, yeah. color is white we just we just kind of look like a different kind of white and they don't like yeah yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Imagine if you were born with brown skin, black skin. What, what then? Do you mm. know what I mean? Then you're on, you've got no chance. Mm-mm. No matter how much you assimilate. And that's why I feel like Pretty Patel behaves the way she does. Because she just yeah, feels yeah. like, ultimately, there's nothing I can do to ever fully get these people to accept me unless I go... Do full, a mad thing. Yeah, yeah, full yeah. opposite direction, full alt-right level fascism. Exactly, yeah. Which is it's it's a weird weird concept, and but I'm glad that people are now seeing it, and I, I mean it's sad to say, but like I think 
it's not obvious until it's obvious for people that aren't directly impacted because you can hear it. You, you know what it is? You, you know, when you're a kid, uh, if you have a child or whatever, and they're telling you like, oh, I've got this issue. And you're like, ah, you know, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. But until you see the direct effect, then you're like, oh, okay, you actually meant it. <laughs> and I feel like it's the same situation now where people for years have been like, yeah, we know, but are you exaggerating? Or is it really that bad? Blah, blah, blah. And now they have no choice but to see the situation as it is and be like, oh, yeah, no, this is just hypocrisy. Well, well again, is, in, in, in times right of war when you're not comfortable, um, mm. you know, you don't, you can't, you can't really sit there and play, play nice. You just say everything as it is. Mm. So, like, you know, for them to come out in the media so brazenly talking about all of this and saying mm. like, oh, these are civilized people, they are uncivilized, like in the Middle East. Mm. It's just an indicator that, like, yeah, this is more serious than we thought because they, 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 they're saying fuck all the fake niceties. You know, this mm. is serious now. These are Europeans getting affected. We need to step in. So, um, yeah, you know man, what? It's not just the Middle East, man. I'm gonna highlight the rest of the world, like Vietnamese, Germany, yeah, anyone, really. I mean, I know I keep saying Middle East because yeah, because it's recently, closer to but, us as well, yeah, yeah. and like it's recent. But like, honestly, I was I was reading about something, and it reminded me um, in Vietnam when I visited Vietnam, and I went to see basically um, like it's like a Buddhist temple, uh, I guess, um, and basically a lot of the children there were are like um, orphans. And you see a lot of the children, they have disfigurements. and But the reason why they have disfigurements is because of the use of Agent Orange, which was the, chem- uh, the chemicals that Americans used during the Vietnam War, which basically affected the soil and the water. And so people today, today, Aaron, in 2022, bruv, yeah, people are being, children are being born dis- completely disfigured, like completely disfigured. No one sheds a light on that at all. That is a crime against I mean, humanity. <laughs> Again, that is a crime against humanity, man. Like, again, what's look, worse at, look at what America again, same culprit in Japan. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Even today, again, same thing in in uh, the Middle East. Again, in Iraq too, same same uh, chemical weapons being used, and then children being born with uh, birth defects. This is a mm. repeated breach of human rights that has been done by the same nation again and again. And then you expect me to sit here. And be like, oh my God, America is so modern compared to the bad old uh, Russia and Putin. I, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. It's not genuine. It, yeah, it's not genuine. It's it's the it's the narrative that is so fake. You know, <laughs> Bro, the narrative. Listen, yeah. I prefer when you're honest. As much as it angers me when they say like, oh, these be- uh, these beautiful blonde Russians and these uncivilized, you know, rest of the world. As much as it angers me, I do respect mm. it to an extent because I'm like, that's how you feel, innit? Finally, yeah. the mask yes, is gone. Exactly. It's calm. Everything I felt that you know was the case is the case. You're proving it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly. calm. That's calm. I don't mind. It pisses me off when they talk about they talk about it through the guise of see, we're the good guys. The Russians are the baddie. Well, no. It's no complicated. one here is a good guy. It's a it's yeah. a complicated situation. Stop pretending like you're the good guys. There yeah. is no good guy. We're all bad guys. Yeah. Exactly. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's absolute bullshit. And yeah, you know, the point you brought up about Vietnam and Agent Orange, and you know, if you were to look at uh, human rights violated you know especially countries in the west are literally moving like michael jordan in his prime the, the numbers mm. they're putting up is fantastical Mm-mm. so it is very very rich when you know the europe and america kind of sit there on their high horse and act as if like oh man look at how bad russia is like yeah what russia's doing isn't right we're against it too we're yeah. against the war in ukraine but let's be honest for a minute Let's look at this from an honest perspective. You aren't the good guys either. Shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and so you can't use arguments that are like de facto arguments of like, oh, you should do that because we're better than you in the sense it's, of morality. It's straw man, man. It's straw man. Just, yeah, it's straight to, straw man. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to simplify a much more complex discussion to be had. And mm. um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just my thoughts in it. That's how I feel on this situation. I'm kind of detached from it, in all honesty. I've, I've just found the response to be very disgusting in this past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I, I mean, another one to point on, you know, we're Arsenal football fans. And um, in the past, there's, there's, you know, Mesut Ozil, who's a massive football player in the world, like world class. He won the World Cup. He's won everything that needs to be won. You know, he tweeted one time uh, against the Uyghur um, genocide and all the things that are happening about that. You know, he, he just tweeted to raise awareness that this is happening. And they kicked the guy out of the club, right? They kicked him out of the club. By far the best a, player at Arsenal, by the way. <laughs> by far, but in years, in, in like since the Henri days, by far the best player in Arsenal. And the, the reasoning was that we don't involve ourselves in politics. Yet this week, they all come out with a Ukrainian flag and start tweeting out the same Arsenal page, you know, oh, we're, we're with you 100%. So what does that, what do you mean? What, you know that meme where it's like, what do you really mean by that? Like, like yeah, what do you mean ra- by that? For real, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah. How racist are you? Like, what, 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 what like, what do you, well, again, how, do, I how mean, do you expect me to read that? Like, honestly, like, how do you expect me I mean, me we, we've discussed this before anyway, like, especially in the West, everything is money driven. It's mm. all about money. Yeah. Realistically, you know, because it's China committing the genocide, then China has a lot of money within, you know, the UK and within directly linked within Arsenal in terms of sponsorships and stuff like that. Mm. They didn't want it to affect their money. But now that the government is telling them, yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and chat shit about Russia. They're happy to chat shit about it. Mm. And, uh, you know, the reason why the government is saying you can go and chat shit about it is because um, the people that are being affected by it are Europeans and they know they will have the backing of other European nations and America to take on Russians. Uh, mm. But when the victims are Muslims, uh, such as with that genocide, bro, no one cares, man. Like, no it's the cares, sad man. truth. No one gives a flying yeah, yeah. fuck. What's happening in Yemen that has been happening in Yemen for such horrible, a long time bro. Horrible. horrific, horrific beyond belief. You're talking about children dying en masse. Mm. You know, mothers having to boil old leaves and drink the water of it just to keep their children alive. Uh, tragic. It's tragic beyond belief. It's horrific. It's happening right now. It's been happening for the past couple of years. We've mentioned it many times on this podcast. Have you seen one news article that even... Bro, there'll be a fucking dog that gets saved from a lake. I love dogs. Cool. I hear mm. that. You're making 15 news articles about that, but you're not even talking about what's going on in Yemen at all. You know what it is, yeah? If, they, if the excuses are, but, you know, it's got nothing to do with us, we directly fund the state that is, do, uh, you know, applying this pressure. Like, <laughs> I mean, again, have, I said it. I'll say it again. Yeah. We, we made it very clear, our position on the whole Israel-Palestine thing. I do not agree with the actions of the Israeli state. I do not. We directly fund them. America directly funds them. What is the difference between what Israel is doing in, in, in Palestine and what is the difference between what China is doing? What is the difference between what Russia is doing? There is no difference. What's the difference between the actions of the Saudis exactly. in Yemen? Yeah. There is no difference. Mm. Just be honest about it. Mm. I, I respect the honesty. I hate you for it, but I respect the honesty of it. But don't come out and say, oh, Russia is so horrible. They're so terrible when you're literally funding genocide on a state level by doing business with the Saudis, by doing business with the Israeli state, by doing business with the Chinese government. 
You're literally yeah. funding genocides around the world, but then you're you're screaming about Russia. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. I can't pretend to care as well. You know what? Once <laughs> the, it's it's like it's obvious. It's like I can't listen to you one piece. Like I care about the. You know what? For the Ukrainian people, man, good luck to them. Really good luck because it's a horrible thing they're going through. And I hope they're able to seek asylum in the neighboring countries and actually live a life. Like I really hope they do. But in terms of the politics of what's going on, how how like Boris Johnson is trying to convince me that I should go to war for Ukraine and fight, no, no, get out of it, get get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you no, no, get the entire me. fuck out of here, man. Honestly, like you said, you know, I, all the best to the Ukrainian people. As people from countries that have had this happen to them, you know, myself, I can speak for myself. I'm, I'm yeah. sure you'll agree. You know, we have all the sympathy in the world for the you know regular regular people who are being affected by this war that's been brought on by a couple old men not getting on. Really, in essence, that's what it is. It's Biden and Russian playing uh, power games with one another. It's by it's, it's Putin and sorry, it's Putin and Biden playing power games with one another, and you know, it's Europe and NATO and. All of these Western East and whatever you want to frame yeah, whatever it you want to call it. It's these yeah. it's these men in old men in suits sitting in offices that have now caused this war. Um, mm. And so I obviously my sympathies go towards the Ukrainian people. But, you know, as you said as well, on a government level and the politics behind it, they can go to hell, man. Honestly, they can just go to hell. I'm, I'm not having it. Mm-mm. And also, like, I assumed already that they were going to get asylum. Like, well, why is that? <laughs> Bro, that why yeah, is that even I a just knew, I just topic? knew that wasn't going to be a problem at all. Yeah, yeah. But 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 like you should, but it shouldn't be like it should be just like a base assumption that yeah, these people are fleeing, bruv, fleeing bombs. So uh, the least you can do, at least you can do is is put them up for a while. Do you know what I mean? Let them into your country to to just. You know, we discussed this before as well when we were talking about the response to anti-Semitism and the response to you know uh, Islamophobia within the Labour Party, Mm. for example. Oh yeah. And what we were saying was. Uh, you know, the way that the whole anti-Semitism claims have been, you know, pursued is absolutely correct. That is how it should mm. have been pursued. But we want the same energy for the Islamophobic stuff. Exactly. Uh, what we're seeing here, again, is the kind of response that you're giving to, as the, you know, the NBC anchor said, you know, the middle class uh, European people. We want the same energy to be given to the middle class Middle Easterners. It's not like every Middle Easterner or every, you know, as you said, uh, Far East Asian country every person that's coming from there is like a beggar that's just appeared on your street some of these people are like doctors and engineers most of them are most of this the funny part the people who are able to pay the traffickers to get them into europe are the people who are middle class anyway you've got a guy who's driving an uber here who's got a a phd in nuclear physics yeah (laughs) yeah, honestly yeah so it's, it's not really about what's being done for the ukrainians we agree with that but what we're saying is we want the same energy for everybody else as well. I'm just sick of hypocrisy. That's, I think this is the, the yeah, I mean, we're going around in circles, but there's yeah, like yeah. so many examples we can give where the energy hasn't been maintained. Mm, mm, mm. And literally the only thing you can point at is either race or religion. That's the only mm, difference mm. in the people who you haven't accepted and the people you have. It's the hue of their skin. Mm. Do you think, do you know I mean? How do you think this will affect politics in the future? Do you think we're going to go... You know, this is the stepping stone for Europe to become more right-wing, more ethnic central or whatever you want to call it. Well, I mean, uh, look, depending on the kind of response that they get, maybe they'll be more brazen with the reality of this. But this is how Europe's always been. This is how politics has always been and will continue to be. It's just now they're saying it, you know, outright, whereas yeah, before maybe they were trying to hide behind identity politics. 
Mm-hmm. I do that's think that's going to change. I don't really think there'll be much of a change in terms of the political sphere. Well, I'm curious is that, you know, we live in the European sphere, but what is it like in the American sphere? What is, I, I know American anchors speak that way, but in terms of how that will affect people and, you know, will this actually be a stepping stone for Trump to come back and kind of leverage this? Um... Listen, I'm going to be so fucking honest with you. Mm. <laughs> Trump might have been a good president. I don't know. Yo, yo. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. The more I look at it, the more I look at the incompetence of Biden. I'm like, yo, you know what? Trump went all that bad, man. Do you know what? Yeah, he could have. I think he could have leveraged something against Putin. Like, oh, I feel like his foreign policy actually wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. No, his foreign, like in terms of his foreign policy, it was not the worst. Uh, the regime and administration, sorry, regime, the administration before him when it was um, Obama, he went on hella war campaigns. Hella, bro, the guy was bombing Somalia, bro. Bro, he was bombing everyone, yeah? So I, I don't want people to talk about uh, how it was uh, all rosy and dandy beforehand. Really, really, he was on it. But when it came to Trump, one thing I give him is when it came to international politics, he was very good at keeping the peace. He had the one... I mean, he was good up. at peace in the, keeping the peace and he also brought North Korea to the table, which nobody else done before him. No one really exactly, talks about that. Yeah, yeah no, no one gives him fair dues. He had the hiccup with Iran, Okay. Of course, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Okay, it happens. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, it happens like it's nonchalant, but we did an episode on it. We bashed him we, against yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we we raked him through the coals for what he done there. But but on know. the whole, you know, when you look at his whole uh, holistic uh, reign, if you want to mm. say, and his foreign policy and the way he was able to manage good relationships with historically very bad relationships... <laughs> It's actually quite impressive. And I wonder whether he would have been able to broker something or deal with uh, Do you know what it is? Look, it's, it's really Putin. funny with, with Trump because he is a mm. businessman first. He's got that yeah, CEO, yeah. psychopath, Sigma male, red pill-based energy. You know, he, <laughs> he's that guy. He, he's he's yeah, basically yeah. Patrick Bateman, right? Mm-mm. And What's that, what's that book? Uh, 20 Powers? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 21 Lords of which I don't know, whatever. He, that he, one, he's, that he's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> so... Like, for example, when everyone meets Putin, apparently what Putin does is he he goes for the he stands on the side where his left arm is going to be facing the camera and he shakes mm-hmm. like that because it shows yeah. more of his arm and it shows that he's the dominant one. Right. Yeah. When he yeah. tried to ch- shake Putin, uh, Trump's hand. Trump yanked him in and literally <laughs> moved him from the spot. All of that is a power play because Bro, that- say as I'm, I'm going into a business meet. And that's what CEOs yeah. do. You know I mean, when they're shaking hands, they pull one another. They make sure their grip is firm and. You know, he was approaching it as a business. Bro, that's so funny, though. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's so stupid that when I read about this, but apparently that's the thing that they do. And it's like the way Trump approached international politics, especially was this is a business. Mm. And here's what we're going to do to make sure that this business continues to function. Yeah, he'd come out and say crazy shit. Like the other day, I think he came out and he said, well, how about you just paint our... um, (laughs) I saw that, yeah. (laughs) Paint our fighters jets with like um, either Ukrainian flags or Chinese flags or something like that and just do a false operator and just kill the Russians. Like he just come out and said it. (laughs) Who the fuck says that? But he just came out and said it. Like, but I don't know why. I just kind of prefer that approach. Like the way he acts for some reason. I don't know. I just feel like he, he... I don't know. You, you know might what not is? Bad, man. I don't know. Do you know what it is? I realize with this guy, like as a person, he's very tall. Like he's so stupid. Like he's he does not speak well. But then when you look at his actions, he does some like clever stuff action wise. But he's, he's he's a funny funny figure. I just can't make my mind yeah. up about Trump. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, I'm like, let's say his domestic stuff is terrible. Do I really mm. care if America goes under? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, do, I, do I care? Do yeah. I really give a shit? Let's be mm-hmm. honest. 
Mm. Like, you know, I'm not saying I like Trump because I think Trump is great for America. Mm. At the end of the day, I don't care if he's great for America or not. I just don't (laughs) want... Yeah, do you know what I mean? I just don't want there to be another full-blown world war. And I'd rather have a guy in there who's kind of just all about business and just tries to maintain some degree of normalcy within the world. Yeah. And, you know, if he's able to bring someone like uh, Kim Jong-un to the table, why not, man? Mm-mm. Why That's not? Like, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's exactly what you said. He's a businessman. Where these people are politicians. You know, politicians' business is war. But I think Trump's business is business, if that makes sense. He doesn't really necessarily care about war and getting the upper hand in a sense of... of he's, not, um, he's not smart enough to understand geopolitics. So he just exactly. goes into everything as if it's a business meeting and he's just trying to make some money. Um, yeah, that's what I think. I think, you know what? I genuinely feel like, oh my God, Biden is so useless. Like the guy is senile. What is going on? He's Bro, so he, senile. He's, he just he <laughs> kills me. He would, you know what he said? He said like, he said something about, oh, Russia's bombing uh, Ukraine is not going to destroy the resolve of the Iranian people. Yeah, he said Iranian people. He, and it, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he's literally mixing up words, notes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he's he's just not there mentally. And I just feel like, you know, we've got Bojo the Bozo in, in charge of the UK. You've got Macron, the spineless fool, in charge of France. You're just thinking, like... My God, man, I really can't be bothered with any of these people. Like, it mm. just give me the chaos factor that Trump brings. Fuck it. And, you know, as we said, it's like um, my sympathy for these politicians is zero anyway. Absolutely zero. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fuck, fuck Putin. Fuck, fuck all of them. I don't care. Do you know what it's I mean? like a two-pack. two-pack uh, yeah, yeah, hit them up. Do you know album. what I mean? Just fuck hit all up, of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, just uh, I really couldn't care less. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. unfortunately, their actions do affect the, the people on the ground. Mm. But, boy. You know what's going to be interesting? Mm. I wonder how Russians will be affected now. Like, people who are ethnically Russian or have a you know, Russian citizenship that live in the UK. Like, do you think it's fair for these... I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Abramovich or the oligarchs. Talk about just people that migrate here and what... I mean, Steve, think about it like this. When everything was happening with, uh, with Iraq... Mm. Me, we were getting all sorts of racist yeah, yeah. stuff hella, 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 even hella. as kids. Do you know what I mean our, our, our mm. parents were having a whole of the whole mm. lot of mm. abuse thrown at them um, for something that had nothing to do with them? And this is a yeah. similar situation. Mm. If you're Russian, you're vilified at the moment. It's just I don't, I just don't find it fair. Do you think the government will take action against the people though? Like, I think like I mean, it, they, they they've stopped a lot of business, Russian businesses from um, yeah, from you know, making raising to... funds and stuff like that. So. You know, they already are affecting Russians that live in the UK, as is. Mm. You know, I've, I've actually uh, got some inside information that a lot of law firms are actually not taking up Russian clients at the moment. For, for like, you know, stuff like buying houses and doing stuff like that. They're just mm. not taking them on because they just don't, you know, they're like, we don't want anything to do with any Russian money at the moment. Mm. Regular people I think I think that's wrong. I actually think that's wrong because it it's, reminds it's definitely me. definitely wrong. It's ridiculous. It reminds me of like when uh, the US went to war with Japan and they basically put Japanese Americans in concentration camps. Let's let's call it as it is. Like I think they called them internment camps, but look, it was a concentration concentration camps. That you just <laughs> bro, bro, just, oh my god! Thank prisons. God you just said that. Thank God you just said that. I just yeah. remembered. So do you remember when Trump was in charge and they were locking up kids in, in the border mm, by mm. ICE? Right. Oh, yes. yes. So they were saying, oh, my God, they're splitting children up. Biden will come in and he won't do that. He will free those children and return them back to their families. 
All they done when Biden came came in charge was they changed the name of the facility, but they done the exact same thing. Mm. So imagine instead of calling it like a, as you said, instead of calling it a concentration camp, they called it an internment camp. That's literally mm. the same goddamn thing they done like two, three years ago with the Biden administration. But his, I don't know, we've jumped a lot of topics, but I like this. Here's my problem with the left in general is that they'd like to focus when it comes to like right wing doing wrong. But when it comes to, because usually what happens is exactly what you say. They just continue the same fuckery, but like they just mislabel it or they hide it and no one reports it ever again. Bro, they say, they say, oh yeah, we bombed the hospital when Trump was in charge. We're going to bomb a hospital when Biden's in charge, but the pilot's going to be, uh, I don't know, <laughs> a woman. Yeah. Gay yeah. feminism. Look how far we've advanced. Well, no, you haven't. You're still bombing the fucking hospital. You know what I mean? It makes no mm-hmm. difference. Like, that's literally like, that is exactly as you said. That's how the left as a whole is beginning to operate in Europe. That's why mm. I don't I don't really like you know I, I think it's the Overton window. Mm. So what they call it is when a society is so far to the right that something that's kind of left seems far left to them. Left, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, I, maybe that was like the worst explanation of what that I know I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, you, it's you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So it's relative. So it's like what's relatively considered left wing in Europe would be laughed out of anywhere in the Middle East. I mean, I keep bringing it back to the Middle East, but that's where we're from. Right. So I have to mm. keep bringing it back to my home. Like what we consider left wing back home would be considered like, oh, my God, this is super far left in Europe. So when you talk about these liberals mm. and these guys, you're just talking about this is why there's not much of a distinction between a Republican and a Democrat. Because mm. if you look at it from outside, if you look at it from another country outside of America, they're both right wing. One of them is mm. just slightly more right wing than the other. So, of course, when one of them is doing some, one thing uh, and he gets replaced by the other one, all that's really going to happen is they're maybe going to change the name of it because they're both right wing people. Mm-mm-mm. So the, the, the rhetoric, like it's, it's still the same thing that they're doing. Like they're still bombing. They're still carpet bombing innocent civilians. It's just, as I said, like one of them might call it something else. They might call it like, you know, oh, we're sending love tickles. <laughs> oh, you know what it is, though? It's like they were they were um, heavily uh, uh, showing about, it was a bomb, the vacuum bomb. But they've been using that themselves, yeah, yeah. bruv. But we've been using that <laughs> ourselves yeah. in Iraq. We've been using it. You've sold these weapons to Israel. What is, what, how sick do Bro, you have who's to dropped an atomic bomb? Raise your hand. I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to see something in it. Raise your hand if you dropped an atomic bomb twice. But, like, but but what I think my issue is that people, it's the everyday people, they don't see this until it's too late, until it's like in your face. Nah, man, I, I refuse to believe. A... I refuse to believe people are that unaware, man. You're you're burying your head in sand. There's no way you're not seeing this. I think I think what it is is they don't want to see it because they don't want to believe it's true. I, I think most people are good, and because it's actually a horrifying thought. They don't, you know, they, they don't want to believe it's true until it's in their face. Then it's like, wow, this is actually true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know what? Uh, though, I, find, I find that a lot of people who who even do accept that it happens, they just mm. don't care because it's like, well, it doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. oh, human beings, I think, are inherently selfish. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I, mean, I mean, as people as well, there's not much we can do at that look, point. Look, at the end of the day, you and I both said just now, look. Mm. We appreciate what's happening with the Ukrainian people and we do really feel for them. But from now on, we don't have as much sympathy as we used to because of the politics behind everything. Mm. The reason why we're able to say that is because it doesn't affect our, our, our us, lives, basically. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. affect our lives. But if the same thing was happening in the Middle East, which it has, for example, for me, but of course, I'd be up in arms about it because I'd be like, mm-hmm. well, it's affecting you know, my family members. It's affecting me in some way. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we we aren't we aren't giving this criticism without actually pointing out our own actions and being like, well, we're X Y Z as well. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, this yeah. isn't just us criticizing for the sake or sake of criticizing. To an extent, I can I can kind of understand how why some people approach these matters in the way that they do. But is it is it right? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I, let's see how this plays out. I mean, I'm curious how the conversation continues. And it seems like every week there's like, it just it blows it out of the water again in terms of new topics. I never thought this would come into like, you know, race, really. Like, it, it's, it's actually quite quite weird. I, I found it very weird that that came out. But Yeah, I mean, it, this, this whole thing didn't start because of racial conflict. It, it was completely to do with Russia mm. deciding that they needed to uh, you know, have a buffer zone and create a, a you know, a, a safe zone uh, mm. from the NATO armies that had surrounded them. They didn't really necessarily have anything to do with, oh, you know, we're, we're just racist towards this group. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Vice yeah, versa. Yeah. So, you know, but like I said, the mask has slipped and now the real face has shown. Steve, mm. did you see uh, the leak by the Belarusian know, president, dictator, whatever you want to call him? No, no, I haven't seen that. So he was giving some sort of speech, right? And on the map behind him, he seemed right. to show Russian plans to invade Moldova next. Mm, mm. Now, you we believe discussed it? this. Yeah, we discussed this last week where we were talking about what precedent does it set? You know, I, we said like, you know, with the Russians uh, doing what they're doing in Ukraine, if obviously nothing really happens to stop them from doing it, what if they go to another European country next? Mm. And it does seem as though if that, you know, if, if that really was the case with the map that he was showing behind him, then maybe they are going to go to another European country. So they don't have is Moldova actually European? Is it in the EU? Do, do you know what I mean? I mean, but I what is European? I mean, like in the body, the EU body, and I think this is how they define it. Really, mm. is that if it's in the EU, uh, they are considered as European. But actually, officially, I'm um, doing a quick Google. I don't think they are. So I think this is how Russia is um, approaching it. Is that they want to? I mean, that seems rather sinister, though. If you let them have, let's say, Moldova, because you're saying, well, if you let them have Ukraine, let's say, and then you let them have Moldova, I mean, it's like me. They're obviously going to try and get Romania next. And then from Romania, they will try, you know, like, well, well, just keep Ro- going. Wow, what Romania, Romania is European. And I'd be That's very, it's actually in the EU. So I'd be very surprised if they end up invading Romania. I think Russia is just basically grabbing the in-between parts that the EU doesn't want. So do you think that they will just stop? I think they will stop. I, I, yeah. I think once they take Moldova and um, the non-EU countries, Oh, well, yeah. if they do, let, let's say, hypothetically, if they continue to expand past Ukraine, I do. they will not touch the EU countries, but the EU was never invested enough to involve these countries in the EU, and mm. so they're not going to be invested enough to go to war for it. Do you know what I mean? They will be upset, but yeah. they, they were never, they didn't want to ensure their security in the first place. You know, they were happy to lose them. So uh, speaking in terms of politics, not in terms of people, but like politically, so... I can see the Moldova thing happening, but I can also see this leak as being a fake leak. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, how is man dropping a leak of an invasion like it's a movie leak? I don't, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's like a spoiler. Thing, you know? Yeah, he's dropped the spoiler. Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, Avengers Part Three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. I mean, maybe. And again, look, they, they, 
recently spotted that during a, a video uh, briefing given by Putin to Mao, he's you know on the front lines and everything. His hand went through the mic. Yeah, it was. So it was um, obviously photoshopped, so he he wasn't really where he was claiming he was. And so again, we could just make the argument that well, maybe that supposed leak was also photoshopped done by Western media as well. We don't. We, do you know what I mean? We we have no clear. This is a propaganda war at the moment, mm. so we don't really know what's what's going to actually happen next. And we have to be very careful about what news articles we kind of take as take as gospel, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, man. Like, I feel like today we've just literally complained nonstop, but it has Pretty been a much, very yeah. frustrating week. It's been an incredibly frustrating week seeing how how people have reacted to everything that's going on. Mm. Um, I mean, to make it a bit more sciency. So I I had a bit of a prediction. I can't remember again if we said it on the podcast or not, but uh, my prediction was that because we're so because well, Europe uh, as a whole is so dependent on Russian oil and Russian you know natural resources. Um, especially mm. i think like germany is pretty much all of they get all pretty much their, yeah yeah uh, from 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 russia right so all from russia yeah. yeah so i feel like uh my prediction was basically there's going to be a giant push in europe and in the uk towards clean energy or so-called clean energy so mm. you know electric cars and stuff like stuff that can be manufactured in europe that independently require, yeah independently yeah. and um you know i feel like that's the future like that was going to be the future anyway regardless but i feel like they're going to speed it up there's going to be a lot of funding coming into these fields and i actually think boris johnson might have mentioned something like that where yes, you know, they yes, wanna, he yeah he did right so mm-hmm. you know what what's your thoughts on that you're the engineer at the end well of the I, I, i've been i've been preaching this since the start if you've been listening to uh, to me yeah from the beginning bruv i've been saying that they're going to go in this direction because it just makes sense not only environmentally but like let's be honest we say environmentally no one gives a shit about the environment when it comes to politics politically it makes sense you know if you become independent from your supplies of energy which are global that's a good thing for your country because then you don't need to rely when it comes for example in this situation in germany there's a pipe called Nord stream 2 uh, it basically goes from russia to germany and they pretty much reliant on this pipe hence why they didn't stop or ban the use of um you know, they, they didn't put in harsh measures against Russia when it comes to this because they, they need their energy. So if Germany can become independent, you know, it frees them to be able to take future political action, which are harsher or more in their interest. Um, so I don't know. I'm bigging myself up. I'm giving myself a medal here because, boy, I've been saying this from day one and it turns out I'm a genius, isn't it? So, yeah, no, nah, man, I saying. think self-sufficiency should be the number one aim and goal of any nation. And you can't 100%. be self-sufficient if your entire natural resources are reliant on a couple countries that are outside yeah. of your borders. Exactly. You know, even if, let's say, because I think the UK, I don't think we get the majority of our stuff from Russia anyway. Like, I think the, yeah, like the 5% UK or something. We actually relatively less we're quite good. On, yeah, we're less reliant on Russia. But still, we get our, uh, you know, energy resources from other countries we don't produce anything ourselves mm. uh what well, we do but not not enough to cover the whole country yeah, or the whole yeah. of the british isles so you know there definitely is going to be a push in this field do you think that maybe we'll see any kind of i mean will, will the will the salary ranges for engineers go up or down that's the thing will they be uh, training more up. engineers and therefore they'll have more active people who can work on these projects and therefore the salary will go down or will it go up you know if you're a younger listener um mm. I think if you're thinking about what kind of career path to take, 
there's definitely going to be a push towards renewable energy. So if there is like a university course that is looking at engineering specifically to do with renewable energy, um, you know, safe, unquote, energy, Mm, mm, mm. um, then perhaps that's something to look into because I genuinely feel like there's going to be a massive push in that direction. Uh, Maybe other, other scientific departments will get less funding, but that will get more. 100% and just technology in general because I think I don't know if you've heard of the phrase of like I forgot what they call it but it's like undercover war or something along those lines where it's basically war via virtual stuff and uh, basically technology a technology cold war Um, obviously this isn't all developed by the government because they don't have the capacity to do this Uh, they basically pay companies to do this for them but what it means is that technology will start booming um you know they they want to develop rapidly but then the jobs in this market will grow and grow and grow so um yeah I, i'd say for the next future for the future if you get involved in technology whether it's programming to engineering um there's quite a big space for that now and it will it will continue to grow but on that note erin on that note yeah. i think it's time to go to bed no i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> i hope i hope you all enjoy this podcast and yeah, it was a moany one, but we felt like this was quite core to us and there's a topic we care about, so we brought it up. Yeah, it's, it's not every day calm and collected. Sometimes we get pissed off about stuff and we complain. It is what it is, yeah, right? Yeah. Sometimes Aaron hasn't eaten. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, He's yeah, getting I mean, aggy. You're not you when you're, when you're hungry. Feel me. Yeah, exactly. He needs a Snickers. So on that note, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? You- that was bloody brilliant.